As we approach the hot summer months and the end of the academic school year, a number of UAE residents will be planning their relocation, either to their home country or another destination. But while shipping is a standard process many of us have to deal with, things become a little bit more challenging when you're trying to move during a pandemic. So what is the best way to move your possessions at this time? How do you get a shipping quote in this era of social distancing? Will there be any restrictions on items being shipped in? And does COVID-19 make shipping more expensive? And will it take longer for your items to reach their destination? I'm Alice Hain, the personal finance editor of The National. And once again, I am recording this podcast remotely because I am working from home. Joining me today is Vanna Shamali, the founder of Service Market, a UAE marketplace for moving and home services, who is going to answer all of my questions and much more. Welcome to the show, Banner. Thank you, Alice. Great to be here. So every summer we hear about friends and acquaintances that are moving countries and shipping their belongings. It's that standard end of year chat. And it's just part of life of being here. But this year, it's a little trickier for those trying to go through that process. So how can people ship their belongings at this time? It's important for our listeners to understand that um, people can still ship their belongings during the pandemic. The UAE government, as you know, declared that ports, shipping, logistics are vital sectors of the economy. And so they are all exempt from any restrictions on movement during the crisis, which basically means moving services, whether you're moving your home locally here in the UAE or you're moving abroad, are fully operational. Um, And that goes for whether you're shipping your um, items by sea or by air. Okay. So what kind of COVID-19 factors do they need to consider now? So, for example, if you're shipping to a particular country, are all countries accepting shipments? What sort of restrictions do movers need to be thinking about? So um, you have to research the specific destination that you're shipping to and understand what lockdown restrictions that they have in place because the restrictions vary from country to country and they continuously change. The good news is that restrictions right now as we speak are easing uh, pretty much all over the world. So it is getting easier and easier to ship items abroad. So at the moment, um, there are, for example, no issues shipping to the US or Canada or most parts of Europe because ports and shipping are fully operational there. But if you look at other destinations like India, for example, or Jordan or Egypt, they are going through much heavier lockdowns. There are um, a lot more restrictions on working hours. So customers who are shipping their furniture to those destinations can face delays uh, at destination. So my advice would be to check the most uh, recent situation at your destination destination. Um, And the best people to speak to are the moving company themselves because they have a vast network of agents in every destination. So they would be fully informed uh, as to what the most uh, current restrictions are and they can give the right advice. So you mentioned the word delay. I mean, how long do shipments typically take and should people be factoring in a longer time frame at the moment? 
So shipping, I mean, obviously shipping times depend on um, on the type of uh, shipping that you're doing, whether it's a full container or a groupage. Uh, but typically we would say that it takes uh, six weeks for your items uh, to leave the UAE and arrive at destination. Uh, at the moment, like I said, depends where you're shipping to. There might be local restrictions on movement, which could be, for example, that working hours are reduced. So you can expect um, some delays at destination for your items to be shipped from the port to your home. Uh, but I would basically budget, uh, you know, maximum one to two weeks on top of that and not more. And when you say it's six weeks generally, is that to any destination around the world? Um, it's less about the destination and more around the type of relocation uh, that you've chosen. So, um, so, for example, if you're shipping by air, you can get your um, your furniture within uh, within a matter of days, right? But it's obviously way more expensive to ship your uh, furniture uh, through air freight. Most people ship by sea, and if you are booking um, a dedicated container for your furniture, budget around six weeks um, from the UAE to the destination. If you're choosing a lower cost option, which is to share the container with other people, and a lot of people opt in for that service because it typically costs 30% less, that could take up to 12 weeks. Okay, so you're mentioning costs there quite a lot. Can you give us an idea of what it typically costs to ship your items. So maybe give us a few examples of some locations and what those prices might be. The most popular destinations um, that we see coming out of the UAE uh, are uh, India, regionally here. A lot of people ship to Jordan and Saudi and Kuwait. The other top destinations are obviously UK, Western Europe, the US and Canada. If we take, for example, the cost of shipping uh, a dedicated container, like a 20-foot container, which is a container can, that can fit um, um, a one-bedroom or two-bedroom home, for example, that container, uh, shipping that to the UK, for example, would cost between 15 to 20,000 dirhams. Uh, shipping that container to uh, most parts of Europe and to the US and Canada would cost something like 20 to 25,000 dirhams. And then shipping, uh, you know, closer to, to home here, like shipping to India, Jordan and Saudi would cost something like 10 to 15,000 dirhams. And have those prices gone up amid COVID-19? I mean, is it a little bit more expensive at the moment? Um, not really. Honestly, we found that most um, professional moving companies have uh, have uh, have stuck to their uh, their costs and their prices during this time, and really didn't take advantage of the situation. Um, there have been some increases here and there, but they were temporary, and I think the prices are pretty much normal uh, pre-crisis or 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 post-crisis. So when it comes to actually getting a quote, what's the best way of doing it? I mean, there's two issues here. One is how many quotes should you get and how do you know which is the best one? And then also, how do you get a quote in this era of social distancing? So, I mean, that's why <laughs> service market uh, has been helping a lot of customers get their quotes during this time. So um, the Essentially, getting a quote follows a very simple process. Most professional companies first need to understand uh, how much furniture you need to move. And then based on that, um, they'll, they'll send you a detailed quote. 
Um, if you're moving very few items, professional companies might not want to require a survey. So a lot of them are now willing um, uh, to provide a quote online using platforms like ours, where they basically just um, uh, where the customer basically just sends a list of the furniture that they need to move, and um, and then the moving company provides an online quote. If you're moving, uh, you know all of your items or your entire home, a lot of the companies will still want to come and conduct a survey of your home. Uh, now, a lot of customers at the same time now are trying to avoid in-person surveys and they're trying to practice social distancing even while they're at home. So we've uh, now launched a, a new feature where um, we basically host virtual surveys. So we will connect the customer with the moving company and host a Zoom call where the customer can actually walk around their home um, and show uh, the moving company the furniture that they need to move. And based on that, the moving company is able to quote. So we're all innovating new ways uh, of dealing um, with uh, you know, social distancing during the pandemic. And I'm finding that both customers and moving companies are super flexible these days. Wow, that, that's impressive, I have to say. And how many quotes should you get then? I mean, if you're going to do Zoom calls, how many Zoom quotes should you be getting? So um, we basically recommend at least three quotes. I think more than five is a bit too much and less than three doesn't give you enough to, to compare. Um, but that said, it's very important when you're comparing quotes between companies that you're comparing apples to apples, which, base, which my advice is make sure that you're comparing not just the price, but also what's included and what's excluded in the quote, because that fine print really matters. Um, my advice especially is please make sure that the quote includes uh, costs at destination. So handling fees at the port, um, uh, any port fees, um, and then unpacking at destination because some unprofessional companies might um, um, not include them in the quote. And then people think that they're basically opting in for a lower cost uh, move when in fact it's just not including all the right things. Okay, because I always used to hear that you should get three quotes and go for the middle one. So it's not as simple as that then. <laughs> no, I would say basically, honestly, we've been running this uh, um, comparison um, platform on moving services for over five years now. And all the data suggests that professional moving companies will not have a very big difference in their quotes. You know, it'll vary 10 to 15%, but not much more because fundamentally the, the, the cost of shipping relies on the cost of the shipping lines. And then just a minor cost on top of that, which is the cost of packing and unpacking. So if you get substantial differences in the quote, like a 50 percent difference, one of the moving companies isn't putting in the full cost of the move somehow or has excluded a lot of fees. So just make sure you go through those inclusions and exclusions properly. Okay, that's a good tip there, Banner. Now, another thing is how to lower those costs a little bit. I suppose essentially that the easiest way of doing it is to send less stuff. I mean, I think all of us at the moment are going through our homes. We've got a lot of extra time at the moment. I've, I've certainly been sorting out a lot of cupboards and uh, trying to sell on what things I don't really want at this time. So if you're, if you're shipping your stuff, is it best to um, try and make sure you're only sending what you really need? Yeah, the only way 
really to reduce the cost of shipping is to reduce the amount of furniture you're you're actually sending abroad. Um, and so my practical advice would be to compare the cost of moving your furniture with the cost of replacing it at destination. Um, and so if you've invested in expensive furniture while you were here in Dubai or invested in unique items, then it would probably make sense to ship those. But if the furniture is inexpensive or you can easily replace it abroad, then it's, you know, make the call of actually trying to sell the items here in, um, here in the UAE. Um, restrictions are loosening up. So it's a lot more easier today than it was a week ago to sell items over, uh, over digital platforms like Dubizzle or Facebook. Um, also, uh, we are partnering with Dubizzle as well to help customers move um, their secondhand furniture from one uh, from uh, seller to buyer as well, um, so that the, it's very easy to sell on these platforms. So everyone's innovating ways during the pandemic to help people, um, you know, either get rid of their items or ship them abroad. And is there anything that you actually can't ship? For example, can you ship food items in the kitchen or, or medicines in your medicine cabinet? Are there any restrictions on those types of items? So there are restrictions. Uh, yes, you cannot ship food. You unfortunately can't uh, ship cool spices that you might buy here in, uh, in the UAE. Unfortunately, you can't. Uh, random things can't get shipped like candles. Um, uh, but also uh, some things also don't make sense to ship. So electronics, a lot of the time, you know, because of, uh, because of the voltage system here in the UAE, it might not work in the US or in Europe. Um, so sometimes electronics don't make sense. You can, you can move them there, but it doesn't make sense to move them there. Oh, really? So things like you're talking about fridges and TVs, washing machines, TVs and fridges. Exactly. And they're relatively inexpensive to uh, replace. So our suggestion is basically focus on, um, uh, you know, the solid furniture that you have at home, the unique items, uh, the sentimental items are probably what you'll get the most uh, bang out of the buck there. So once you've agreed on the price with the shipper, is it is it easy to get the date that you actually want to ship the goods? I mean, we're in a limited, everything's a bit limited at the moment. So would, would you have difficulty getting the right date? Um, not yet. I mean, um, so most of the professional international relocation companies, they will operate five to 10 teams a day. So they can handle uh, several moves a day. Um, that said, Typically, every year between May and July, it's peak international moving season. Um, so it's important to get in there early just in case. Uh, so book your move um, a few weeks in advance just to make sure that you get the right date. And when it comes to the actual removal date, I mean, are there certain things you need to prepare for? Because you often need a, a move out permit, don't you, from the community developer or maybe the building manager? Exactly, yeah. I mean, besides... Um, I mean, if we during the during the pandemic, there hasn't been any special permits required because a lot of uh, customers wrote into us asking whether they needed a special permit from the government or from the police. That's not required. Um, you just need that typical move in, move out permit that your building, uh, you know, your building would uh, would have. Okay. And uh, what about the actual packing process? Because you're going to have a lot of people coming into your house to do the packing. What, what sort of COVID-19 protocols are they carrying out? You know, I don't know, masks, sanitizer, etc. What are they doing to, 
to help themselves stay safe, but also ensure that you're safe if you're also in the house at the same time. So all of the moving companies that we work with are taking steps to make sure that both packers and the customers uh, are safe. So they're undergoing daily temperature checks uh, with their team. They make sure that all the packers are wearing gloves and masks throughout the job. Uh, the teams themselves are carrying hand sanitizers inside the vehicle and uh, in the homes where they're working. Um, vehicles are being sanitized every week. Dorms are being sanitized every week. Um, and more importantly, the packing material that's being used is brand new um, um, at every uh, job. Um, so, so I would say that really everyone's trying their best to take the, the most precautions at this time. We are recommending at this moment um, for uh, to practice social distancing even throughout the move. So just leave one member of the family to supervise the move. There's no need to have your entire family in the home while the packers are there. Um, so, you know, uh, if, if you have a family, uh, find, uh, you know, uh, send, uh, send the kids elsewhere. Um, to make sure that uh, we also practice social distancing during the move itself. Um, we've also launched uh, a new service um, uh, for uh, that couples quite nicely. If you're moving locally, um, we're we're offering a move-in sanitization service. So once you've you're done with your move, assuming you're moving here in the UAE, you can book a sanitization service where a team can come in the next day, pop in, sanitize your home, disinfect it from from all viruses and germs, and that that makes sure that your new home is also uh, super clean and germ-free and it's a very popular service at the moment. I'm sure. Another very important question is insurance. You know, I always hear about getting insurance on your on your shipping items. It, how much does that generally cost and and how do you know that you've got a good policy? International moving companies do offer insurance. Obviously, it's through a third party, so a third party insurance company. It typically costs anywhere between one to two percent of the value of your items. So it's a very inexpensive add-on, and I highly recommend people consider buying that. Um, essentially, the lower cost option, the one percent, that's typically what's called a total loss insurance, which is in the really worst case scenario that the ship sinks and your entire furniture is gone. That's an inexpensive insurance that you can buy, which is one percent of the total value of your items. You can buy more expensive insurance, um, which is against uh, damages, um, and that's between uh, two to two point five percent of the value of your items and that buys you peace of mind just in case there's you know any damage to your furniture during transit you can at least claim the repair cost or um, the entire cost of the item if it can't be repaired okay and and I suppose another question that I get asked a lot and people and this is something that crops up often is should you ship your car so let's say you've got a a nice car that's sitting outside rather than selling it and then rebuying a new car in your new location can you just pop it into the crate I mean I had a friend that did this she said she sent her Range Rover back to the UK. The only issue with that is that she's now sitting on the wrong side of the car when she's driving in the UK. But is is this a cost-effective move? So again, it depends. Um, you, you know, the practical advice is to compare the cost of uh, shipping your car um, and then buying the new car at destination, right? Because uh, obviously your car, if it's, uh, if it's not brand new, um, then, you know, it might not be worth shipping it 
to to another destination. So when you're looking at the cost of shipping the car, um, you you should take into account several things, not just the cost of shipping. Cost of shipping, depending on the destination, will cost anywhere between 5,000 dirhams to 15,000 dirhams to ship a car um, um, in a container. So 5,000 dirhams is something that you'll get if you're shipping it here locally or regionally. It'll cost something like 15,000 dirhams to ship it to the UK. Um, But the other thing that you need to take into account with cars specifically are two things. One is import duties. Um, So unlike furniture, some countries actually apply import duties on on the car. Um, and that can be 20% of the value of the car in some destinations in Europe. And then in some destinations like Jordan and India and Pakistan, they apply 100% uh, import duty on the car. So it's some, it's really not worth shipping your car to those destinations because you're effectively paying the value of the car in import duties. And then finally, look at the specification of your car and whether uh, the destination where you're shipping it to allows that car. So um, the example of the Range Rover is fine. So most cars um, by European manufacturers such as uh, Audi, BMW, VWs, those export quite easily to to Europe. Um, But there are a lot of restrictions on GCC spec cars, especially SUVs like Land Cruisers, uh, Nissan patrols uh, because of the emission um, emission restrictions that uh, Europe might have. It might be very difficult to to move them there. So, like I said, compare uh, the compare the cost of shipping um, versus buying the car at destination. But also, there are restrictions on things like specifications and import duties that you need to consider. Are you worried about the cost of relocation or the challenges of shipping your items home? Send us your stories and questions to pf at the national.ae. And remember that PF stands for personal finance. This kind of brings us on to a listener's question, and this is from SR in Dubai. And he says, I'm moving to the UK at the end of July. Should I be getting quotes now? And how many should I get? I want the stuff in the UK at the end of August. Is four weeks enough to get it door to door? Does that sound realistic to you? Um, so the short answer is I think SR needs to plan um, a plan for a longer time than four weeks. So if you want to be settled into your new home by the end of August, my recommendation is you, you have to get your furniture out of your house here in Dubai by July 15th which basically means that start sourcing those quotes uh, by end of June so that you're able to compare the quotes, uh, find uh, a moving company that you're comfortable with, and so that you're, you know, you're out of the UAE by July 15th. Any later than that um, it could get uh, a bit tricky, honestly. I thought you had to get those quotes in much earlier than that. So that, that's only giving like a sort of two, three week time frame before you book the shippers. It takes a few days to get the shipping quotes, not much more than that. Okay. And they would still have availability in the middle of July if somebody was only going to get those quotes at the end of June? Should be, yes. But what about if things go wrong? Because it does happen. I had some friends who shipped to um, Australia many years ago and they didn't use a very good company and the company hadn't paid any of their bills and their items ended up sitting on the port for about a year. And in the end, they just decided to lose the whole amount. So that was quite a devastating uh, story. And it really 
made me aware of the perils of shipping. So, I mean, what types of things can typically go wrong? So I think, Alice, you 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 said it right there, which is, you know, some customers, unfortunately, will uh, opt in for lower cost uh, companies who, you know, promise to ship the items at a much lower cost than a professional or certified mover would. And I would say, especially during this time, uh, people shouldn't take any risks like that. Um, and yes, I do remember I was I was we were operating a service market at the time when there were lots of horror stories. And those unfortunately were stories of companies that were not that did not have the right certifications. Um, and it's very easy uh, to make sure that the moving company you're dealing with is certified. Um, it is public information. There is a, a specific certi- a certification that you should look for, which is uh, FIDI, F-I-D-I. Um, and it's a global alliance that sets standards for moving companies. So if you're opting in for a company that's FIDI certified, you're going to be safe and your items are going to be safe. Um, and there are many other associations as well that help certify companies such as the British Association of Removals or the International Association of Movers. And all of that is public information and they will list the companies in the UAE that are properly certified. So I would highly recommend that customers opt for those types of companies uh, rather than you know shady uh, companies that, um, that don't really have a real uh, background or expertise in international shipping. Okay. I mean, I have to say as a child, I, I was an expatriate child and we moved all over the world and we used to ship from country to country to country. And some of the things that I remember, and these are things that people wouldn't necessarily think about, were, for example, bugs sometimes got into the shipping containers and ate away sort of pa- any paper items and that kind of thing. So we, you know, board games had to be chucked, any paperwork had to be chucked, or sometimes there were leaks. So things would be damaged by water and sometimes things just got broken uh those are the other things that we used to find at that time yeah and i guess that's to your point on insurance um you know it is it is very important to opt in for that it's not included in the quote but do ask for it and if it only costs one to two percent of the value of the items then I would highly recommend that customers actually uh, opt in because it really does buy you peace and peace of mind in case those things happen. And they do happen, right? It's rare, but they do happen. Absolutely. I mean, and just to wrap up really, Ban, I mean, we are still in the midst of COVID-19. Is there anything else that we need to really think about if we're planning to relocate this summer? Book in advance, get your quotes in advance because you can expect some delays due to all of those restrictions. Um, Uh, abroad. Um, Book a professional company that's certified. The information is publicly available. Um, On Service Market, we've actually listed the certifications of all of the companies who are registered on our platform. Um, Don't take any risks with low-cost providers. And then definitely research the restrictions in the country of your destination and what that means for your items and how long it'll take to get there. And then finally, I'd say, you know, don't worry the you know ports and shipping have been operating normally uh, throughout uh, the pandemic um, so um, things are gonna uh, operate smoothly your items should arrive at destination uh, safely and best of luck in uh, in your new country and your new home brilliant thank you very much i think this will be a huge help to all of our listeners thank you so much for joining us thank you alice so much for the opportunity 
Thank you this week to Banish Jamali of Service Market. If you have a question you'd like to ask us, send it to pf at thenational.ae. And remember, that's PF for personal finance. Please do subscribe to the podcast in your podcasting app to receive weekly updates and also leave a review so we know what you think. This episode was produced by Arthur Edison. I've been your host, Alice Haynes.